You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about bullying in the workplace. This week, we read Working with Adults Who Bully, published in Counseling Today, 2023. Um, Heather, even as you and I were talking about recording this, we had lots of examples, personal and for our supervisees. Um, The first point in the article is that bullying can cause anxiety, depression, isolation, somatic concerns. Have you felt that or seen that for yourself? I've seen it for myself, yes. And I've definitely seen it for my supervisees. Mm-hmm. Um, I can look back at times when I worked in some clinic-based settings, and I'm not even sure I was aware enough to put all the pieces together until it got so bad, like blatantly on, like yes. in your face. That you're like, oh, that's what this, oh, it's not my fault. Like, oh, it's yeah. not me. <laughs> I feel like that is is reasonable and probably happens a lot because would you expect that there would be bullying in a counseling setting? Right. That seems kind of like strange. Like, right. how does that even happen? Right. Right. Um, and that's why I like that we started with that bullying can cause all of these things that you might need some signs or signals to help yourself identify, oh, I think this is a problem. Right. I think this, because like you right. said, it goes over your head or you miss some of the signs before it's really big often especially in our line of work we think oh that's a me thing like i must have anxiety about this i must be not do we at least in my experience a lot of people go inward first they Mm -hmm. don't tend to blame someone else Mm -hmm. they take on the responsibility i need to change what i'm doing i need to fix this Mm -hmm. i need to you know Mm -hmm. um i'm thinking yeah that and not necessarily Have I seen this or felt it firsthand related specifically to what I was doing as a counselor, but the dynamics of a work situation? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if we can think of any. I don't know. I mean, some silly ideas. I don't know that I've ever experienced like somebody eating my sandwich. Right. Or something something like that. (laughs) But what would that look like? What would what would this kind of bullying look like? I think it can be, especially if you're talking about in a like clinic setting, right, where there's a mm-hmm. lot of you working in one space and um, somebody is eating sandwiches or they're uh, calling names, talking bad about people. You know, a lot of that, I think our brain just goes, OK, that's workplace dynamics. Like, right. But when you start realizing that maybe a group of people is affected or yeah. there's this shift what, in culture. What about. So we, I mean, teasing, we both said that no one's ever eaten my lunch, but could that be someone not respecting your space or your stuff? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I can relate to that very, very well. Mm -hmm. I had a situation where we all had kind of like cubicles and you shared Mm -hmm. the morning person, the afternoon person shared a cubicle. Well, I mean, I can remember like things just being completely like coming in and like being completely disarrayed, moved like around. moved around, yeah. um, even personal items, not just like, oh, the keyboard's different, but like yeah. he moved all around, um, taking um, twice I came in and found my sweater just on the floor. Like, okay, yeah, I left my sweater behind, but like, can we 
throw it on the counter? Does it need to, you know, like things like that, that you're like, again, in the moment, I don't think I like went, oh, they're a bully. Like in my head, I didn't go there, but I was like, Hmm. that's not right. (laughs) What about, I'm thinking and imagining what you're describing. I'm picturing some workplaces where the counselors worked in a room where there were computers or desks around Mm -hmm. the wall Mm -hmm. and then, and they were kind of all. So then, you know, there was a center of the room, but I'm, I'm picturing some times where, um, someone new came in like a student, Mm -hmm. an intern, or just the newest hire Mm -hmm. and no one tries to make room. Right. There's no, no one moves like here, you can have this spot or this would be a good, you know, no one makes it welcoming mm-hmm. and n- to any degree so right. then it's completely unwelcoming right i think could be an ex- like an example of not respecting somebody's space or their stuff right um there was a situation at a clinic i worked at one wall was windows it was tinted but one mm-hmm. wall was windows and so mm-hmm. that desk that faced that way was incredibly hot like, oh, yeah. we worked in the desert it just was incredibly hot uh-huh. all the time and that was where they always wanted to put the new, new person, person. And I mean, I had been the new person, so I had done my stint of yeah. being in that spot. And as soon as someone moved on, I was quick to grab a cooler spot. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. yeah. But instead, one day we were talking about something with my manager who kind of were, like we were going to do some things around the office that were moving some things. And I was like, and can we put nobody there? Mm-hmm. And it was like I had never spoke like, oh, yeah. We should definitely put the file cabinets over there. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we definitely should. Yeah. But I think that wasn't necessarily a case of bullying, but it was one of those things where the new person coming in got the yeah. brunt of whatever yeah. the negative, you know, spot yeah. was. Okay. What about, you said name calling. Now, I mean, we're not talking like elementary school playground situation where somebody calls you a booger head. Right. Or- what would that be like in a work setting with counselors where there's kind of some name calling happening? I think people call and I think they even use term like our yes. terminology, right? Yep. Like our our words <laughs> that uh-huh. we that we all like to own. Right. But I think when they do that, they do it with such intention and conviction. Right. Like, well, you know, she's just narcissistic. This is what she is. Oh, like being even very cutting. Throwing very, around some diagnosis. Right. Making it very What about um I've I have heard a handful of counselors say that person is really cognitive. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, it, yeah. And w- what do you think they mean when they say that? Like that they're very like following the the list of things. I think like, they, I, and maybe, right. I don't know, but I thought they meant um, they're not in touch with their feelings. Right. They're not feeling based at all. They are intellectualizing things mm-hmm. or in their head strategic mm-hmm. not a positive no though. not a positive i mean if someone said oh she's very strategic about me i would think oh maybe i am that's kind of positive thanks mm-hmm. um but this so how else would you describe mm, they're very cognitive like they don't get they don't think past what is right and almost the opposite oh, right like, like they concrete just concrete is how my brain went to mm. like they just do what's in front which right wouldn't that be Mm-hmm. Name calling, right? And, and a group of people who value that feelings matter and, and higher level thinking mm-hmm. and being intellectual. If you say that person's very concrete, right? We, yeah, like akin to Neanderthal, right? I mean, like kind of, like, yeah, right. 
Um, what else would a, a group of counselors say about someone that, so it, that that's name calling, like a diagnosis or saying you're very concrete, you're very cognitive? Um, I had a supervisee report to me one time that her colleague who had been kind of like her shadow mentor person at her site, yeah. um, time and time again, in front of people in a staff meeting would say, well, your transference is all over the place. Very abrupt and very like. That is a good example. Like, right? So it's definitely (laughs) counselor lingo, but but applying it that way. Right. In such a negative tone and such a, Mm -hmm. like, in a hurtful way. Whether it was or wasn't, that definitely isn't the way to Mm -hmm. address it. But I think as counselors, and I'm sure lots of different um, workspaces have different, like, ideas of, depending on your population you're working with or whatever, but I think it does tend to using your vocabulary for your profession in a negative light is definitely a form of bullying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the points that we, uh, identified in our, um, outline for our, our, um, episode, somatic concerns. Oh yeah. Um, who have you run across or maybe you've, this has happened to you where in a work setting, things are getting so negative that you feel it. Oh Yeah. I think I've, I've myself carry a lot of tension in my shoulders and my neck. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I start going, oh, why am I so like, t-? I start yeah. moving my shoulders around and yeah. trying to figure it out. Um, I've had reports from supervisees like, yeah, all of us have like a stomach thing going on. We don't know what it is. Yes. Like, oh, maybe it's the water we're drinking. Like they literally are looking yeah. for any kind of right, response. Right. Wow. So um, I don't know. I've worked with counselors that have newly developed migraines. Mm-hmm stomach issues, right? like you're describing, all kind of back pain, mm-hmm. shoulder pain, right. headaches. Carrying all that. Mm-hmm. And magic, and you're right, magically, we don't know where it came from and we don't know what's causing right. it. Right. It's not a flu because it's not going away. Right. <laughs> it's not, you know. Yeah. Or maybe you're a person who doesn't miss a lot of work and suddenly you're either starting to miss some work or really struggling to make yourself go. Right. Because you don't feel well. Right. Maybe not sleeping well. Right. Not getting that deeper sleep, Mm -hmm. just being very alert all night long. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a job where my commute was really long. Mm. No, now that I say that I've had lots of jobs where (laughs) I thought that the commute was something I like was this bad part of this job. And it was actually just driving there. Mm. Put me in such a bad mood. Yeah. Where you're like, no, I don't even want to be here. Right. The the I mean, the commute maybe wasn't like a part of my day that I looked forward to, but because I was driving to work, mm-hmm. it was that much more yeah. miserable. And then I, and the, re, the way that I realized that was then making that same drive when I either no longer worked there or was about to quit. Mm-hmm. Was it also different? You're like, it wasn't nearly as bad. <laughs> yeah. That um, just the knowing I was headed towards work was making it right. miserable. Um, the next point in the article is that uh, we are, as adults who experience bullying in the workplace, sometimes slow to ask for help. Right. I think that ties in that. One, would we want to even admit that that could possibly happen mm-hmm. in a workplace as an adult? Mm-hmm. And then isn't bullying just what happens to kids? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to, you know, think that yeah. this is. And if no one else is talking about it and you're the one being bullied, 
then do you feel safe? Right. Like I, going yes, to certain absolutely. people? Absolutely. You know, do you feel like you could say anything? Earlier, you said that the likelihood that we take on the responsibility of what's happening is high. Right. I think that's also a reason that we're slow right. to ask for help. Um, I had a supervisee. I thought she was amazing. And she was working in a setting that was hard for her. And I could see physically. So also right. thinking about the somatic mm-hmm. concerns I could, and she wasn't telling me very much, but I could see week to week. She looked tired. Mm. She looked less put slightly less put together. Right. Um, she looked, she was less organized. She started out with like, you know, a notepad of things that she wanted to talk about. And gradually that wasn't happening as right. much. And finally she said, I think I'm really bad at this job. Oh, and I, right. I'm like, oh, tell what, right. I mean, yeah. I, the, from what you're describing to me, I think that you're doing really well and you're learning, but mm-hmm. tell me what's going on. And what she described was a lot of bullying in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so what was happening to her was a lot of isolation. She was feeling it. So a right. lot of somatic complaints. Um, and that the expectation of what she was to do compared to what other people were doing was completely unreasonable. Oh, they yeah. were expecting in a 40-hour work week that she probably, I can't remember exactly, but it was much too much. I want to say 35 direct hours oh, every week. Wow. In addition to a lot of meetings, right. a and, lot of documentation right. and other things. So the documentation alone for that would take right. 10 hours. And so what she was telling herself was, I must just be bad at this, that I can't do it. Right. Like internally, just mm-hmm. going to a spot of like, I'm just uh, not good enough. So it took, I would say probably two months before she spoke up Mm -hmm. and said, and not, she didn't say that I'm experiencing bullying. She said, I'm not good at this. Right. Took her a long time to just kind of come to that realization Mm -hmm. that she was even struggling. Mm -hmm. And she's just the example that sticks out to me, but I feel like I've had plenty of supervisees that in some way um, felt like that they were not achieving what they should achieve. But in reality, it was a version of bullying. Right. Right. I think that can happen. Um, I've had supervisees that have like ridiculous expectations by their on-site supervisors of, um, I mean, one example I can think of that's fairly recent was notes. Mm-hmm. Like every clinic or every space has a different way that they sure. want. I mean, and yes, you're working there. So you have to like learn their, learn their way or uh-huh. whatever, but like so critiquing and so specific mm-hmm. that like she'd never get caught up. There'd never be a case of getting caught up. I mean, it was just like that. This is like we're we're being asked to correct notes that are twelve weeks old. Do you even really mm-hmm. remember what happened twelve weeks ago? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, this is making me think. You know, slow to ask for help. Even you know, you and I both see quite a few kids as clients, right. and kids talk about bullying in school, and mm-hmm. so they know the word and they know right. what it means and how it feels. I don't know that they know how to handle it. Right. Even though they talk about it a lot. So right. as adults, have we really, we still haven't figured out how right. to handle it. Well, so then we're slow to ask for help. Well, and again, we're all adults who were not taught bullying. And True. that wasn't even. Yeah, that wasn't we, we, curriculum we, back we then. We didn't learn that. So yeah. we're like, oh, well, is this really, wait, can that even happen? Right. Can, right. <laughs> um, maybe this is a conclusion of both of our, our first two points. But the last point is taking things personally. Right. That if this is happening, a lot of times people are taking this personally. Right. Um, I've worked with plenty of families in different situations where the mom will explain what's going on and a kid's being bullied. Clearly, like just plain as day. But 
even the mom hasn't like she's just being too sensitive about it. Like this is, you know, mm-hmm. oh, this is too. And I think that we do that as adults too. Like, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I hadn't thought of that. I'm so glad you said it. So that means, it, and that there's the mom kid. Right. Dynamic. Dynamic. Right. right. So as a supervisor, then we need to be mindful of not saying, well, you just have to deal with it. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's what work is. So right. you just have to put up with it, which is not the case. Right. And I think it's when you tend to do that and you go inward like that, you're going to create a bigger like you're almost feeding the monster, right? You're already feeling anxious. You're already feeling depressed. You're already feeling like some mm-hmm. isolation or having just somatic responses. And then you're going even more internally yeah. and taking it personally. There probably feels like there's no out. Mm-hmm. So our role as supervisors is to give them an out. Right. Is to acknowledge that this can happen. Mm-hmm. And this can. And this is what it can look like. Right. At what point do you think you would intervene for a supervisee if they weren't able oh, to advocate tricky. for themselves? Uh, I am a kid who beat up some other kids for my little brother. Okay. So that's hard. <laughs> um, maybe on more than one occasion <laughs> did I beat up another kid for my younger brother. Um, I think I... I'd want to jump in quickly, mm-hmm. but the example that I gave earlier of right. the supervisee that thought she was doing a bad job, or maybe she's just not good at this. Um, we talked about how she could advocate for herself. Right. Like role playing it out, talking through mm-hmm. like what that would look like. Um, I think it was a turning point just for me to say to her what was being asked was unreasonable. She right. didn't know. Right. Um, so that even in that way. Mm-hmm. That's a very tiny baby step towards right. advocating. But you're right. Yeah, we we role played. We talked about who she could talk to, who would be the appropriate person to talk right. to, um, how you advocate for yourself in a professional way at right. work. To make sure that you're actually heard and you're doing mm-hmm. it in a respectful way so you don't cause mm-hmm. any more of the yeah. same behavior. So I think that, to me that that's not the only way that this can happen, but we as supervisors have a really important role in helping them to acknowledge that this is happening, that it's real, that Mm -hmm. it does have an important impact. Mm -hmm. And that if we are seeing it just by the report, and remember, Mm -hmm. we're not getting all of it. We're only getting what they share. Right. So. Yeah. Maybe, um, and we've talked about this in other episodes, the importance of building um, an important relationship in a safe place in supervision. Right. So that they do talk about this. Absolutely. Uh, Well, Heather and I would love to hear about ways that you are acknowledging and addressing bullying in the workplace with your supervisees. Thanks today for listening to Supervision with a Vision.